welcome to the Lighten Up Podcast with Lauren Polly, your invitation for living on the lighter side of life. I am Lauren Polly, and I am delighted you have chosen to join me today for episode 234, When the Empath is Unempathetic. Uh, today we're going to dig into what it means to have empathy for others, what that looks like in health, and what that looks like when it's out of balance and causes many uh-ohs and upheavals in our own world, and some tips and some tools to help you work out the kinks when it is out of balance. Um, this is coming from an interesting personal experience that I had recently. I am an empath, I guess you could say. It's an interesting thing to label yourself as such, but I think that's a label that a lot of us are becoming more, um, more familiar with. It's becoming more widely accepted. You'll see a lot of articles out and about about the power of empaths. It basically means that an empath, as an empath, you are sensitive to others. You're able to feel what they feel. You're able to see what they see. You are more sensitive, so to speak, to the nonverbal cues, the emotions, the energies beneath the surface. And you are someone who cares. Someone who is an empath or naturally empathetic, they not only feel others and are highly perceptive to others, but they also care a great deal about them. And that's what I really want to dig into today. When you're an empath, when you have that level of caring, you have that level of awareness, and at the same time, when you're out of balance with it, when you're out of health, how you act unempathetic sometimes and the repercussions that occur. I, like I said, am definitely an empathetic person. It's something that has served me well in not only my coaching business and creating books and things like that where people kind of get to peer in and find themselves in my story. It's a great connection point. Uh, But also in my hospital work, you know, I've worked as a medical speech pathologist for years and years. I still do. Um, I actually run a department at a hospital. So not only am I dealing with patients and staff day in and day out, but I'm also dealing with upset customers. Uh, Not just people who are unhappy with their service, but people who are typically scared and fearful and unfortunately feel like they have to fight to get what they think they need. Now, regardless of what walk of life you have, what job, what industry you're in, even if you're at home with kids and family, look at that for a second. How often are you surrounded by people who, at their baser point of view, feel like they have to fight to be seen? fight to be heard and fight to get their needs met. It's a struggle to them and it is a very sad and unfortunate state of affairs I think we find ourselves in and something that bums me out in big big ways and the ways the world works right now where people really feel the need to do that where there is this undercurrent of fear and hey I got to get mine in order to get mine I've got to like make sure you don't get yours first or that I have to fight to be able to receive it. I had an experience with a very upset customer uh, that kind of sparked the whole the whole episode that we're going to be talking about today. Someone who was very, very, very upset, angry, like I said, very fearful, felt like she had to fight for what she wanted. And unfortunately, my empath skills in that moment were not 
in health, in balance. They were quite strained and stressed with a busy schedule and not a lot of bandwidth. Uh, we'll dive into that in a second. And how did I respond? Oh boy, not empathetic at all. Um, as I told my boss, because I got complained about later, I was like, oh, yep, I was being a man. <laughs> I was trying to fix it. I wasn't listening. I wasn't giving her space just to vent what she clearly needed to do before I try to dive in and give her information and try to steer her in a different direction. And as such, I made her feel worse. And the funny thing about that is when you are empathetic, and again, when you have a great deal of caring towards someone, not only are you perceiving their emotions sometimes so intensely that it feels like your own, but gosh, if you respond in a way that makes them feel worse, it has an incredible, incredible rebound effect that makes you feel worse as well. So not only was I kind of like thrown off by the entire situation, but the way I responded to it made her feel worse. And because I'm so aware and so perceptive, it had this rebound effect on me. And before I knew it, my actions had created more pain and more drama. Not something I look to create and inspire in the world. So you may find yourself in this story you may be able to look to where you kind of knew better. You were in a hot situation. You were in a hot conversation. And you knew you were aware of the other person. You knew the ripples of energy coming off of them, that hot emotion coming off of them wasn't yours. But because you're in that circumstance, your body starts to respond. You start to sweat, your heart starts to pound, your nervous bellies start going. And before you know it, there's like this opening where that emotion feels like it's not just waving through you, but also coming up from within. And unfortunately, what do you do when that happens? Sometimes you lean forward, you open your mouth, and before you know it, that energy is now a match to what they're coming at you with. If you've ever been met with a lot of anger and become angry in response, you know this. If you've ever had someone come at you with a great deal of sadness and you responded as such, just match them completely, you know this. You may also, if you're more kind of finely attuned, start to notice where maybe in the quote-unquote good times, the laughter, all of that kind of stuff, you may notice where you match the energy as well. Matching the energy, matching the emotions is, from my perception, an empath who is out of health and out of balance. It is a place where we lose our perspective. We lose ourselves and unfortunately, we lose our choice. For me, in that moment, knowing I was fine before I picked up the phone, here I am getting yelled at, here I am perceiving a lot of anger, a lot of fear, and a lot of fight. And when that, not only the body signs came up in me, but also when I kind of felt myself leaning forward and opening myself, my mouth up and matching the energy that was presented to me, it was such an aha in the moment of, I know this isn't mine. And I know that how I'm responding is not helping the situation, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> By that point, it had just gone too far. 
And it was fascinating because days and days and days and days after that, even now, two weeks after the event, I still have that judgment of myself in my mind. I still have that I know better. And oh my goodness, I know better. And I have navigated so many situations brilliantly with this empathic power. I'm like, what's the difference here? What's the nugget that I could not only take for myself for the future, but pass along to you as well? Well, for me, it is again that intensity, intensity of the waves, the ripples, that overcoming, losing yourself in that emotion that's getting thrown at you so that you lose your choice and you lose your perspective. You don't go, wow, I see where this person is coming from. I'm going to expand my space and give them lots of breathing room, let them kind of empty out and diffuse. And then being able to look at it from their perspective, I'm going to make a conscious choice in how I respond. I'm not going to react, I'm going to make a conscious choice in how to respond. Now for me, being able to do that is such a muscle of having space. It is such a muscle of not reacting in the moment and letting your buttons get pushed. And I told my boss later, I said, the the fascinating thing is my schedule has been so busy. I've had so much going on. I was trying to make this phone call in five minutes before my next meeting started. And had I looked at the bigger picture, had I kind of gone, okay, this may be a hot conversation. This may not be one that I want to try to squeeze in a five-minute window that I have available to me. It would have made a lot of difference because I would have had the practicality of the physical space to be able to engage in that kind of openness. But also being able to, in the moment when you're met with these hot emotions, being able to create that space as well. So the biggest thing that I'd like to kind of get across this episode is when you are empathic, when you do not have a sense of space, either the space of time or that bandwidth of energetic space when you're feeling a little hot and crowded yourself, it's going to be a lot harder to be able to maintain your perspective. And from there, actually have the choices that could create for greater. That isn't a wrongness. That is just something to know before you go into these situations, before you have that hot button conversation. Or what I've noticed in myself as a pattern for years and years of when I am overly booked and overly scheduled, my space and my energetic bandwidth for that just gets a bit depleted. Uh, That's not wrong. That's not something that I need to fix or judge or whatever. It's an awareness I have to have of what can I do to offload my schedule here? What can I do to create some physical space if I need to have a conversation with someone so that I actually have the time and the focus to be able to do that? And most importantly, how am I taking care of myself so that if I am met with kind of these unexpected hot conversations which pop up, how do I actually have the bandwidth and the space to be able to navigate it? real simple trick when you are in that hot emotive conversation when you feel those ripples coming when you feel your body start to respond and when you start to lean into it lean forward and open your mouth before you do take a second if you're on the phone hit the mute button (laughs) 
<laughs> if you're face to face with someone, take a step back, lean away from them so that you don't find yourself falling into not just their physical space, but also their perspective of the situation as well. Can you plant your feet? Take a deeper breath and take a beat before you actually respond. Now, going into this situation, I know all of those tricks. I've done this for years and for years and for years. I still effed this situation up. <laughs> That's okay. It's a learning experience, right? We all go through these ups and these downs. Um, for me, the really interesting thing was watching myself in the weeks after of, wow, I am still judging myself because I should have known better. And when I look at that, that's not only just a judgment of me, it's a judgment of what I've created. Because in my right space, my right mind being me, I would have never chosen to intentionally make somebody feel that way, to make them more angry, more fearful, and feel like they weren't seen or heard. That's just not where I function from. But it was interesting to watch that judgment of myself continually, this kind of like self-flagellation of beating myself up over it. And I think so many of us get stuck there, especially those of us who are empathic, are super aware, very sensitive. We've done enough work to be conscious of that. And we've leaned into our caring abilities, our superpower of caring to be able to actually be in business that actually supports that taking care of other people, being in a service-based industry, but guess what? When that happens, when that occurs, when you put yourself in that situation, you're gonna have more and more of these kind of conversations. Do you have the tools and the tricks in the moment to handle it? And what I've been looking at, do I have the tools and the tricks after the fact? So when I didn't perform, quote unquote, as I would expect myself to, can I actually be kind with me and let that go? And acknowledge that the reason I'm judging myself is because I care. I care so deeply about doing my job the best I can, about allowing the people who come across my desk, across the phone, into my business to feel seen, to feel heard, and to feel supported. And when I participate in an interaction that doesn't support that, oh my goodness, does the self-judgment come? Being able to just go, okay, this is what that is, but you know what? I don't have to be perfect. I can still mess up from time to time, but luckily I am conscious enough and I know I'm going to take this information and I'm going to run with it so that next time this occurs, I can use that to not create something similar. It's just an interesting thing I've been running into and something, again, I see it in my business since I deal with so many sensitive souls out there, how often we carry the pain of others. And we carry that pain more and deeper and more and more intensely when we feel we've participated in the dynamic that's actually grown it. What would it take to right now allow yourself to be soft with you when you didn't respond the way you think you should have? When you may have co-created more of a dramatic interaction instead of actually having the space and the perspective and the choice to lead that conversation into greater? Where have you lost yourself in your empathic abilities? And what can you do moving forward? 
You know, again, we've talked a lot about some different tools to do. Look where you're overscheduled. Look where you're trying to cram in these hot conversations into a small, tiny little space where you don't really have the physical time and space to deal with it, not to mention the emotional and energetic bandwidth to be able to deal with it. And where can you start to employ these tools and these techniques in the moment when you're met with these hot energies? As soon as your body starts to give you information, as soon as your armpits start to sweat and your body heats up and that heart starts racing, taking a breath, as soon as you feel yourself leaning in like you're about to jump down that person's throat, lean yourself back, plant your feet, and breathe. Whatever little trick you can come up with to give you more ease in that moment. Whatever trick you can think of to preventatively and proactively go about your day so that you do have that space in case something like this arises. And most importantly, after the fact, when things don't go your way or the way that actually creates greater, can you employ some tools and techniques to be soft with yourself, to release that energy and to not carry other people's pain any longer. Acknowledge where they're co-creating that dynamic. Send all of that back to them. Let them deal with it in their own time and space as they choose. And in the meantime, take your lessons and run with it from there. I hope this episode was a contribution. I know just me in my own space dealing with this whole empathetic thing, especially with hot conversations that I deal with time again, time again, it's, it's been an interesting learning curve. And I know there's more for us to explore in our own space and also together. You can always reach out to me at lauren at laurenpale.com. Let me know how this episode goes or if you need some more one-to-one assist with this. I'm more than happy to sit down and have that conversation. Have an amazing week, and as always, I will chat with you next Tuesday.